Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I've been thinking that I should say what Jordan, Jesse, go is at the top of the show. Okay. Like uh, Flophouse style? Well, I just want people, if somebody's the first time listening to Jordan, Jesse, go, yeah. that we would have the opportunity... To ease them in. Okay, yeah. No, I mean, I think that's good. I mean, I think we – and we have a big guest this week. Yeah. I don't want to spoil it. Miss Delta Burke. Yes. <laughs> from Designing Women. Wait a minute. You just spoiled it. Sorry. I mean, I did, forget you heard that. Forget you heard that. But, I mean, I'm acknowledging that there probably are a lot of first-time listeners. Right. Burke's big on Twitter. Jordan Jesse Go is a big show mm-hmm. all about Designing Women. Yeah. It's the it's the X Files files of designing women. We just go down designing women episode yeah. by episode with Delta Burke with, and now with Miss Delta Burke. Man, it is such an honor to be sitting in the same room as Delta Burke, <laughs> the late Delta Burke. <laughs> she might be dead. She could very well be dead. Let's not check up on that. I remember that African American gentleman from that program. He sure. passed on. That's too bad. Yeah, I. This he is the... survived by Delta Burke. <laughs> <laughs> this is the level of expertise that I bring to my Designing Women podcast, by the way. Yeah. You know, the th- the third build star of the <laughs> of the hit show? I think he may be dead. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, now the one where they go to the horse race. Uh, I'm assuming you, that's the plot of one. Do you think there's anything we could say? What could we say at the beginning of the show to encapsulate Jordan Jesse Go so that if someone is checking in for the first time, mm-hmm. be it because they're a Delta Burke fan or for whatever other reason, mm-hmm. they would understand what was going on. How about this? Hey, it's Jordan Jesse Go. We're going to be geeking out about all kinds of topics. Craft beer, science, the metric system. We're doing it all. <laughs> Minecraft tutorials. Jordan, I don't... Th- Girls, gear... <laughs> gift guides. I'm just trying to like make it I'm just trying to make it a little buzzier, you know? What if we just I think your idea of transforming this into a lifestyle project yeah. is great. What what if it's for for guys? For guys. It's a hot podcast. Mm-hmm. Yep. For guys. And I like only. that we're changing our tone of voice. It's a hot Hot podcast. We got it all. Just Gear, for guys. Sports, wings, brews. Yeah, we got that. <laughs> Jordan Jesse Go. Yeah, we got that. It's a hot podcast. I think that's already. all about the guy on guy lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. We're guys and we're gonna get on other guys. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not an accidental innuendo. We're going to suck their dicks. <laughs> I might be on the wrong show. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Delta, Delta Burke. Burke. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> from, the, from the hit television program Silicon Valley, which is uh, so delightful. He's so delightful on it. He, of course, also the star of uh, NTSF, colon, SD, colon, SUV, colon, colon. You got it. Uh, he's uh, uh, the star of f- other film and television programs of various types, uh, television's own Martin Starr. Thank you. Uh, Martin, I think the last time we chatted, that was a, yes, uh, you, were, you, were, uh, you were doing some grinding in Destiny. Is Gr- that still going on? Gr- I grinded. Are you, you, are you done grinding? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I ground out. Okay, 
What a um, coincidence. I ground some chuck the other day. Oh, that's nice. Just <laughs> raw chuck. Well, you have to freeze it a little bit first, uh, or else it get, it it Does will. Really? Do you have a you have a grinder? Gum up. Well, I have a grinder attachment for my KitchenAid. Mm-hmm. Got it. So you got to get it. It can't be <clears throat> frozen solid, right? But if it's warm, it'll just gum up the works, Martin. Mm. Now, are you a gunner class or a wizard class? <laughs> <laughs> KitchenAid class. Oh, KitchenAid class. Yeah. Did, um, Italian been, cooking. So you have class. so effective melee attacks then. <laughs> yeah. Have you been grinding in any in any regard? Uh, not not you know I I chose not to play De- Je- Jesse for you. Maybe you know this. Destiny is the game that the Halo guys quit making Halo to make. Oh, uh, and it's uh, a little bit of what what we call a grind. Maybe similar to your Skyrim. There's a lot of leveling up that happens. So a lot of grinding. A it's, lot of grinding. Is it, it basically? Is it at all like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater? <laughs> uh, no, it is not. Because <laughs> that was well, very grinding. Sense, yeah, right? sure. It's, yeah, it's actually similar in some ways. Well, what are those ways? <laughs> I can't think of them right well, now. They but... both got Tony Hawk <laughs> yeah. for one thing. Soundtrack by Goldfinger. <laughs> there's, um, there's kind of skateboards in both. That's true. Yeah, yeah. They're a futuristic skateboard. Uh, you know, I I chose to skip Destiny. I think it is it seems like a lot of fun. Maybe not my thing. I don't like a grind in a game personally. It was unfinished. Yeah, it was a game that came out unfinished. That okay. was, that was the. I've heard end that. Result. I've heard that criticism. Uh, lobbed at it. Yes, there was miscast vocal actors. There's, I mean, there's a slew of issues with. Wait that. a minute, are you telling me? Correct. That in a major video game release, there was miscast <laughs> vocal actors. Correct. I feel like there is not a video game that I have played in the last five years that didn't feature some Peter Dinklage fourth <laughs> fourth level famous person. In a completely inappropriate role where you just feel like somebody knew iced tea. Right. <laughs> or somebody. Ray Liotta. Yeah, Ray Liotta. Exactly. And these are talented people. It's not about them not being talented people. And it seems like they're always being directed by someone whose English is their second language and their first language is Swedish. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I saw it at Max Von Kahn a couple years mm-hmm. ago. Lee Unkrich showed. This video, he directed uh, Toy Story 3, Mm -hmm. and he showed this video of Tom Hanks tracking a line Mm -hmm. for Toy Story 3, or a couple, a few sentences. Um, And so first he shows the movie, and then they have this thing where they show uh, the camera in the vocal booth that's synced to what's happening in the movie, you Mm -hmm. know, like for your DVD extras or whatever. And they show him going through the line uh, once cleanly in the booth, and then they show it. Uh, they show it as it appeared in the movie. It's very different reads in the two of them. And then he showed this video of uh, the 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 booth video edited to be to have the same sound clips as the uh, as actually ended up in the movie. Mm-hmm. And there were like. In this three sentences, there were like 20 edit points, maybe 25 edit points. Like often inside of a word, there would be an edit. So like it would be half of a word from one take, half of a word from another take. And, uh, duh. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It was so, it was so, I mean, it was totally Mm -hmm. amazing uh, because, you know, that's one of the greatest actors. Sure. uh, And uh, wonderful film. But But he he just couldn't do it, huh? 
But I just couldn't Hanks was too fucked up. (laughs) Hanks was coked out of his mind. Pills, man. It's the pills. But yeah, all I'm saying is... Hanks loves coke pills. All all I'm saying is I don't think that's the process when Ray Liotta comes into track. Yeah, to do Grand Theft Auto. For Grand Theft Auto. They just give him 5,000 pages of dialogue. He does one take of everything. Uh, I will say I just finished uh, uh, Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor. How was that? I thought the voice acting was very good in that. See? Yeah, definitely. It can be done. It can be. Yeah. What's Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor? Uh, it's a video game set in the Lord of the Rings universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are a ranger who has been possessed by a wraith. Okay. And you go off to slay various orc captains. Uh, for instance... Skadoosh the Unkillable. Gotcha. Skadoosh. Dude, does his uh, name turn out to be quite ironic? Uh, yeah. Uh, when I'm there, when I'm playing the game, it's pretty ironic. Gotcha. Because he's getting an arrow through the face. Gotcha. Uh, the plot, Tolkienian nonsense. Just but, uh, utter madness. But the voice acting, very good, I thought. <laughs> I don't know what the plot of any video game is. <laughs> yeah. Once Kumail said to me, you should get this video game... Where you live in a cloud city and you shoot yeah, sort of Bioshock. There you sure. go. Oh yeah, Bioshock. So I got the this... first. The first one was great. Okay, so I don't know. It wasn't the first. It was the most recent one, yeah. which I don't think was the first. Bioshock one. No. Infinite sounds like there the you play. go. Yeah. There you go. That's the one. That one was good too. I didn't get through it all, but it was good. Uh, I I played that. I probably put fifteen and twenty hours into playing that game, maybe even more. Sure. No fucking clue what was happening in it. No fucking clue. Just less than zero idea of what was happening yeah. in this game. I mean, game. I think video games are getting there, but I don't think anyone's ever been able to get over the hump that these are not designed to have plots. Like, these were not invented with plot in mind. That's the part that I don't understand. Like, it's a game. Let, why not have it be a game? Sure. That's the plot that you have a game. Not everything has to be narrative. <laughs> I think I de- I mean, I think the, there are examples of people doing both well, but it's it, few and far between. There you yeah. go. Few and far between. They don't all need a narrative. E.T. No. for Atari. E.T. for Atari. You play as a box who has to get up to a series of other boxes. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> with noise. Well, at the top is the telephone for you to phone home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as over said as it is, I think that the uh, plot for The Last of Us was great. It was legitimately great. What's that? Uh, this is a <laughs> PS3 game that came out last year. Kind of, sorry, I have an Xbox 360. I'm sorry. Well, you can't play The Last of Us. Oh, Anyways. So uh, Wait, really? Can I, get it it on, on... can I get it on Netflix? No, I'm sorry. You can only uh, <laughs> you, you can that. only get Black Mirror on Netflix. I have Amazon. Oh Prime. man, Black Mirror is great. Yeah, Black Mirror is real good. I watched two Black Mirrors like three years ago, and they upset me so much that I promised myself I would never watch it again. Yeah, yeah. I I, I would not <laughs> guess that you have the disposition to watch Black Mirror. Oh I think boy, you are. the Constitution. Oh. Oh, there That's was the constitution that I said disposition. It would break you down. There yeah. was something about. Did you watch the pig fucking one? Yeah. That's so intense. I had like a hard time sleeping after that. I had a Just... raging boner. <laughs> That's why I had a hard time sleeping. I had to jack off. <laughs> you couldn't roll over. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, did you? How many? Which three did you see? Did you see the whole first season then? I, I no, I think I saw two of them. I okay. saw a pig fucking one. I don't remember what the did other. You see one the future was. one on the bikes? Maybe so. I'm, this was literally like four years ago. <laughs> Bit of like uh, American Idol feel. Yeah, that sounds right. That was pretty intense. That one was great. I, God. I it like, makes me want to cry. They make me hate the episode at about 48 minutes. And then at 54, they make me love it again. 
Yeah, like, yeah, it's like a the roller con- coaster. It's a goddamn roller coaster. The conclusion coaster. gets me. Like at the, the, I mean, I don't want to ruin anything for anybody, but the way that they concluded the purpose of the pig fucking, I was like, oh yeah, that makes total. Yeah, sense to like, me that, like I feel like I watched five plates of credits hating it, and then they did that little yeah. post credits thing. I'm like, of course that's how it would yeah, go. Of course. Yeah. Uh, again, <laughs> I don't want to ruin it for everybody, but sure. as it turns out. The protagonist has a human face, and everyone else has a pig's face. That's true. Yeah, oh. I think you're so thinking that's of why the they Twilight all think zone. he's so ugly. Seen a did episode. you miss what? Was this in black and white? Did yeah, Rod Serling black, black Mirror? Uh, no, no, this is the Twilight. So was it Rod Serling host it? Of course, Rod Serling is the host of Black Mirror. No, no, this is the Twilight Zone. Why did he introduce the episode of Black Mirror that I watched? Black Mirror is in color. You guys are both mixed up. I think you're thinking of uh, Twilight Mirror. Twilight Mirror. Tw- it's Twilight colon Breaking Mirror. Yeah. <laughs> this is the third and final of the Twilight series. Well, I'm glad we sorted all that out. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. You wish. Hi, I'm Julie Sabatier. I host and produce a show called Destination DIY. It's all about people doing interesting things, and we're really excited to be bringing it to Maximum Fun. When you hear DIY, you might think of knitting or building a birdhouse, but we're really more interested in people doing stuff like hacking the healthcare system, creating their own currencies, building their own spacesuits, that kind of thing. We're here to remind you that you are an authority. And we think you're going to like our stories about makers, builders, inventors, and all kinds of creative people. Check out Destination DIY at MaximumFun.org or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm neither of them. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Addition by subtraction. Is yeah. that the right? Yeah. I think that's about right. Yeah. Guilty by association. Martin Starr from television Silicon Valley. It's always fun to have you here, Martin. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been a while. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm 14 uh, years. It's been 14 years. Yeah. Can you imagine when Martin came on our show? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was in your house. Six or seven years before it was created. Mm-hmm. Um, this is when our... it was hosted by you and Eric Estrada, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is before I was even on the show. It was just me and Eric Estrada, Jordan, Jesse, go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't really, the name didn't click yet. Yeah. Jordan, didn't I talk once on the show about running across a strange children's book at the St. Vincent de Paul thrift store by my house? I think so. Is this the one where... Oh, it was the one about a bris. Oh, I don't think I... uh, Yeah, you think you've talked about this. Okay. Well... There's also the Richard Scarry one about donuts. Oh, that one, that did not... That was uh, somehow ended up in my house. Okay. I don't know. Ghosts? Introduced it. It was horrible. That is a horrible book. I... I, uh, So uh, maybe a month ago on this show, I discussed this children's book about uh, bris... (laughs) <laughs> that I found at the St. Vincent de Paul, and I really wanted to know how they dealt with the issue of cutting off <laughs> the foreskin. The foreskin, and it turns out uh, that it is in like a 
In like Turns a, out it's the most inappropriate pop-up book ever. 25 or 30-page <laughs> book. It was it was just one sentence. Uh, and the, each page had like two, two, three paragraphs on it. It was a very dense children's book. Uh, and it just said, the rabbi removes the, some extra skin from the baby. Hmm. That's it. That's how they went about that's it. How they, that's how they dealt with it. But did they talk about him uh, um, kissing the blood away? Is, is that, that, is that something? That's what they used to do. That doesn't seem. It's weird. It's weird. Inappropriate. It's weird. But, but that's, if God told you to do it. I mean, I say go ahead and do it. You know. Apparently, that's how like twenty-five kids got herpes in one small town. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> but if Abraham did it to Isaac, <laughs> yeah. Who so, are we to say we probably shouldn't kiss penis blood? I did not read this book because I could not bring myself to do it. But yeah. there was. Well, you're anti-Semitic. No, I did. I read that book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Briss book. The Briss book I read. Mm-hmm. I it was. I was completely absorbed. Uh, but uh, I was. Uh, I was there earlier today, like ninety minutes ago, and I I came across a book, a children's book, mm-hmm. called Jerry Seinfeld Halloween. What? And this it's just is, called not Jerry Seinfeld's Halloween. Totally Jerry unre- Seinfeld, totally unrelated to Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, unauthorized. <laughs> yeah, Halloween's just a person's surname. <laughs> Coincidentally, Seinfeld is his middle name. It was. Uh, it had a giant. I couldn't. I couldn't read it because it literally upset me to look at it. Mm-hmm. And I'm a fan of Jerry Seinfeld. Let's and be clear. Halloween. The creator of one of the greatest <laughs> sitcoms of all time. Certainly probably the most important in my life. Uh, and, uh, you know, great stand-up comic. And I really enjoy comedians in cars getting coffee. Sure. Enjoy that very much. His cameo in Top 5 was delightful. Can I say something oh, about Oh, way to ruin that movie for me. Oh, sorry. Can I, uh, uh, can I offer... Jerry Seinfeld fucks a pig. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Double spoilers. Can I offer one side note about comedians and cars getting coffee? You may. Um, I do really like comedians and cars getting coffee. And uh, our friend Bill Burr, mm-hmm. uh, stand-up comic Bill Burr was on that show, a pastor and Jesse Go guest. And uh, Bill was the first guest to explicitly state what I think is the theme of every episode of that program. Have you seen it before? I have not. I uh, I have a hard time getting past the Vanity Project aspect of it. And I think if I watched it, I would not like it. Just because I am Because mad. it's such a Vanity Project? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> the log line of it is, I'm combining my love of X with my love of cars. Yeah. Anyways, I, I but I do, it probably is a good show, but I think my, my, I'm not ready for it personally. I need to find, I need to look into my heart. You don't need to. Look into it. I, I look, look into, into it my anyway. heart. You don't have forgive, to watch the show, but look into your heart. Forgive rich guys who are super into cars and then watch the show. <laughs> I have to say I, uh, I'm i a big fan of the show. Sure. I like to watch every episode when it comes up on my Crackle app on my Xbox 360. <laughs> <laughs> I, in fact, I like it so much that I downloaded a Crackle app. Hey. Uh, but I would be hesitant to describe it as anything other than inessential. Sure. Okay. You don't need to go way out of your way to watch it, though it's very pleasant. I, you know, maybe if I was a rich guy, I would like cars, too, because I could afford all these cars. Anyway. I like cars. I'm not a rich guy. Yeah. I got a $10,000 car. I like cars. Yeah. I like cars, but I'm not, like, thinking about them all the time. I fuck cars. <laughs> what? I should explain. I'm a car You're fucker. one of those guys. Yeah. I'm going to text you a photo later. Martin, I... <laughs> there, there's a guy, there's an internet guy that I'm sure people have seen on the internet. Who fucks he, cars? He's a car fucker, but his, uh, his, the ultimate 
erotic experience that he ever had. Yeah. I don't know if he fucked it or just, like, kissed it. What? I'm going to say he fucked it because it makes the story better. He fucked Airwolf. <laughs> the helicopter that played Airwolf. Amazing. <laughs> what and that's like, the, that's like the hardest this guy has ever blasted before. People that fall before. in love with objects or are sexually attracted to objects. What's that called again? Ob- uh, Jordan Morris? Jordan oh, Morris. Oh, right, right, right. That's I'm telling a story is. about me. I'm telling how hard there I blasted when I fucked Airwolf. To be fair, you are on the internet. That's true. I mean, you've got I've DSL, got a presence. Right? Yeah. I believe you've got DSL. I dial up. But. So on uh, Comedians and Cars Getting mm-hmm. Coffee, uh, Bill, have you ever seen the show, Martin? Mm-mm, I've heard about it well, from then, you mostly. Then I'll, have to, uh, then I'll have to assume that some portion of our audience have seen it for them to understand how profound this statement was. But basically, Bill Burr laid bare that the entire theme of that show is that Jerry Seinfeld pretends to be a nice man and isn't a not nice man. Mm-hmm. Uh, but is just deeply and profoundly misanthropic. Sure. Like, basically the entire show is Jerry Seinfeld waiting to turn anything that happens into a weird little bit. Mm-hmm. A funny weird little bit because sure. he's a comedy genius. Mm-hmm. He's one of the greatest stand-up comics of all time. He invented <laughs> contemporary observational humor. Uh, and he's hilarious on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and often he's with a guest that's hilarious, but you can just see his eyes glaze, glaze over whenever he has to talk about anything. <laughs> just any time he has to engage someone on any level other than let's do a bit together, he just he just dies inside. He just wilts like an old flower. And uh, do you think uh, it's because then he would have to admit to himself that he still dates seventeen-year-olds and would rather drive <laughs> a Ferrari around forever than? <laughs> to be fair, I think the man's married uh, to oh, an it- adult. Oh, <laughs> is she 18 now? <laughs> it's, a di- um, it's a different one. Look out, Mrs. Seinfeld. <laughs> you're about to get kicked to the curb at one point. Yeah. Um, um, but he, I'm kidding. I don't know or care about his sexual life. He, <laughs> um, uh, when he says something, uh, it's just about how everything in the world upsets him. <laughs> just everything on earth upsets him. It seems like a bit of a miserable life is. And not and not by any. I mean, by his own. He's got to take care of all those classic cars. He looks yeah. great. Yeah, he I looks, feel like looks Jen, like a million dollars. I feel like Jay Leno is probably also miserable. Really? You don't yeah. think Jay Leno's just happy? You don't think Jay Leno's just a pig in slop? I don't think he's as happy as he would like you to think he is. Who do you guys think the happiest celebrity is? <laughs> I think just being a celebrity, period, is such a difficult venture to like. Yeah also be be happy and you have to have such a grounded you got to have a good head on your shoulders do you think george clooney might be happy yes he seems happy what about that i mean i think I he mean, seems like he's doing <clears throat> things that yeah. are valuable for himself and doing things that help to promote his business life i read and a, they work hand in hand i read a magazine story about how he like, <laughs> flies all of his high school buddies to like a cabin in the mountains every year. And, and Richard still, Kind. And Richard Kind. <laughs> so that seems fun, that he still hangs out with his high school buddies and, like, mm-hmm. they get to share in his crazy wealth. You know what? You know who seems happy? Hmm. Richard Kind. Oh, yeah. I saw Richard Kind on the street when I was uh, in New York. Oh, that sounds fun. He didn't look that happy, actually. No. But maybe he was just a little lost. Usually he's just a ray of light. Yeah, yeah. No hangdog looks from that guy. <laughs> you know what? Amy Adams. I bet you Amy uh, Adams is happy. Amy Adams. Yeah. Blake Griffin. Yeah, Blake Griffin. He's got to get to do those cool game flight commercials. Yeah. Which a- which gets- Amy is Amy Adams? Is Amy Adams the one that was on the wire or is she the one that's Well, there's only one Amy Adams. 
Well, there's two Amy's. I said, which Amy is Amy Adams? Got it. I get the two Amy's, two celebrity Amy's mixed up. Amy Ryan is from The mm-hmm. Wire, says mm-hmm. Brian Fernandez into our earphones. Okay. Uh, I bet Amy Ryan's happier than Amy Adams. Yeah. Not wanna as get famous. Want to get him on the phone? Let's get him on the horn. Get the, yeah, Amy. Which one should I call? Uh, you know what? Uh, I'll call you. Call Amy Ryan. Jesse, you call Amy Adams. I'll call Amy Mann. Just get throwing her in there. Oh, great! I bet Amy Mann is very happy. She's very sincere. Sure, she's earnest. Mm-hmm. Lots of scarves. You know what? Friends with Ted Leo. That sounds be, like a great life. Can I be clear about something? When I say earnest, yeah, a lot of times earnest is a way to insult someone for not being clever or something. Mm-hmm. That's not what how I meant it. It's also someone who has both gone to jail and saved Christmas. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, Ernest. I really like Amy, Amy Mann uh, goes to jail. <laughs> Amy Mann seems like she's she's really <laughs> doing her thing. Sure. You know what I mean? Like she really believes in her work and like that's what I mean by that. I find that people say more than Ernest. They'll say, yeah, he's really nice. That's mm-hmm. like the sure, that's, that's the, the cutting. Yeah. But it's not it's not intentionally cutting. It's just like I don't know what else to say about them. <clears throat> yeah, you know who's nice, Jordan? And usually they are really nice. Martin Starr. Thanks, guys. <laughs> that guy? Thanks, I think guys. he's more earnest nice than guy. he's nice. <laughs> yeah, he's both. What? Both? He is a little bit like <laughs> Ernest. I yeah. feel like you guys are Have really trying to, jail? to hurt me. <laughs> <clears throat> Have uh, you ever fought you're... goblins on Halloween? <laughs> ever been scared, stupid? <laughs> so yes. Jerry Seinfeld. Yes, I have. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld Halloween. Yeah. It's like it's an orange book, and it just has a giant caricature of contemporary Jerry Seinfeld or, you know, maybe 10 years ago, eight sure. years ago, Jerry Seinfeld. What is he wearing? Is he wearing a jeans and a polo? Is he wearing He's a blazer? He's wearing like a Superman costume. Like <laughs> a, I think, if I'm remembering correctly, sure. it's like one of those, but like one of those kind of bib costumes that's mm-hmm. barely anything. Uh-huh. You know, it's just like a, a basically a garbage bag with Superman written on it. Uh, side note. Yeah. So Jerry Seinfeld famously liked Superman. Yeah. Do you think he was like into... Do you think he just liked to buy shit with Superman on it, or do you think he was like concerned with Superman continuity? <laughs> like, does he have strong was opinions he a super about nerd? Mr. Mitsopitalik? Sure, yeah. Does he know that there's an Earth too? I think this is what I think. Okay, I think he knows a lot about what are we probably Silver Age? Mm-hmm. I get my ages mixed up. Yeah, but I think it would be probably about Silver Age, right? Like the '60s or something. Yeah. Right, that's about Jerry Seinfeld's era. Okay, so but he's about sixty or so, I would imagine. Yeah, uh, so that would put him, yeah, somewhere in okay. the sixties, where he was a, like he knows his childhood Superman, but as an adult, he is he is t- only t- takes his Superman in like alarm clock form. Okay, <laughs> a a giant framed picture of a Superman stamp that's like in his living room or something. Does he have a exactly. tattoo of the Superman logo on his butt? I wish. That would be so hot. That would be so fucking hot. I'm trying to think back. Put your dick away. No, no, no. I'm sorry, guys. Jordan. Got to jerk it. This isn't the place. (laughs) If not now, when? Oh, at home. When I'm alone. All right. Yes. Yes. I mean. Okay. Yes. I'll finish up. And I'm done. You guys have any other feelings about. So anyway, Jerry Seinfeld Halloween. That's it. It just says Jerry Seinfeld Halloween. You didn't read it? I'm still amazed that we came back to the book. Well, I, I want to we wrap off, it up. We went off forever. That's because I'm a professional. You got to come host. back around. If you, you leave come a, back around. if you leave a hanging thread, um, autistics will stop listening. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> is um, that a big part of the audience? <laughs> Hard we to say. are podcasters. Hard to say. Is that a new demo? Just yeah. I have a new podcast where I just uh, throw it out a box of toothpicks. <laughs> <laughs>
And that's it. That's Silence it. from the majority yeah, of like, the time. How many do you think there were? Anyway. Jerry Seinfeld. Halloween. So you didn't read it. Why would I? It, Just honestly, so you could tell us about it. Because it we're was, curious. It was weird. It gave me the creeps. Yeah. Because it was like adult Jerry Seinfeld in a giant head caricature. Mm-hmm. It was like a... It was like a finely wrought boardwalk caricature hmm. of him as a child with an adult head, a giant adult head on Halloween. And then on the back, I looked at the back of it briefly and it contained no further evidence as to what it was. Yeah. Like there wasn't Did like. Did you look inside the book? No. Yeah, I told you I didn't want Good it that's in there. That's how, that's how the spirits get out. <laughs> <laughs> the spirit of character Jerry Seinfeld is trapped in the book. I uh, yeah. It Listen, was... if the Evil Dead movies have taught me anything, which they clearly have, they've taught me a lot. Is if you see a creepy book, don't open it and recite what's in it. Yeah, or else you'll be dead by dawn. Or bare bare minimum, you're going to have to take. Baby Jerry Seinfeld trick or treating. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird that like that like the star of a sitcom for grown-ups, like, oh, I think kids will relate to this man. It was like, you know what I think it might have been. Does he have kids? I think he does. I think yeah, his I think, I think his yeah. wife, whether seventeen or not, didn't doesn't she do like healthy cookbooks? Isn't that she her does. thing? She's she's a, she's an interesting character, but she he definitely has kids. Because there was a really – the best moment in the history of his, of comedians and cars getting coffee was he had Colin Quinn on. And Jerry Seinfeld was saying stuff about kids and like how he, how he experiences the world in and through their eyes. And uh, it's like being young again. And he basically said it gives him a reason to live. Mm-hmm. Like he really basically just said that. And uh, – Colin Quinn was sort of confused, but Jerry Seinfeld was basically saying, "You're old, you know what? You've seen everything. Nothing's exciting anymore. Why? Why would you want to be around? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera." And and Colin Quinn's like, "Geez, I don't know." And then uh, and then Jerry Seinfeld's like, "You don't have kids. Why do you get up in the morning? What is there in this world to get excited about?" And then Colin Quinn goes, "Well, I hear that Downtown Abbey's pretty good." <laughs> I like uh, Colin Quinn. Yeah. Colin Quinn is hilarious. Anyway, that's the story of when I found Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. He's a funny guy. Uh, Martin. Who is That uh, was nice enough. Uh, Jordan here. Hey, Jordan. I was addressing the audiences and tell them, uh, you were nice on? enough to bring us some uh, delicious, healthy Brazil nuts to snack on. You're welcome. Was that, that was a That's Christmas? not for everybody. Just, no, yeah. Just the people. Did you bring the... enough for everyone listening to the podcast? No. Did you no. bring enough for Brian? Yes. It seems like what you're excluding right now is Brian. <laughs> no, no, Brian, you can have some, but you have to wait till you open the door again and give us some fresh air. <laughs> um, uh, does that that was a Christmas gift? The bag of Brazil nuts. It was in my uh, stocking. Oh, and did they come in that stuffer. sort of grocery store bag that you? Correct. <laughs> so not a lot of artifice in your stockings. And it says uh, organic Brazil nuts on one side of this thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the twist tie. Yes, correct. Oh. It's a combination label and twist tie. And it had the ribbon. Oh, it does have a nice ribbon. Yeah. My mom went for it. So what, is this a, the, a typical thing for you to get in your stocking? I don't have stockings. So, okay. No. 
So this was a first? <laughs> we haven't done is, stockings in a while. I think is it last because time... your mother is Jewish, but uh, she's dating a Lutheran? <laughs> and so they decided to have both at home this year? No, but Th- would you like to a, guess again? Because I think you're on to something. That's a plan I came up with that it would explain why you haven't had stockings before and why your mom had such an odd idea for a thing to put in a stocking. No, it's because I think uh, she's been she's been uh, more health conscious lately. Okay, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know. Usually we go away for for Christmas, like to Kansas or something, and see our relatives. But this year we just kind of had a Christmas. Um, here in LA and and we saw some of my friends went to do two different friends places and then we went to the Clippers game. Oh. And, uh, she just brought over a stocking. I feel like the Clippers beat the Warriors on Christmas Day. They did. It was a great great game. What a disappointment. Did I you bet you were up? disappointed because like any right thinking man, you were rooting for the <laughs> Warriors. Nope. He's got a Clippers hat on his knee, folks. Yeah. He's a fan of the Clippers. Um and today they just lost to the Toronto Raptors, unfortunately. Well, God. fucking Drake somewhere celebrating. Fucking Drake. I can't stand thinking about Drake being happy. Do you you yeah. know what? Hmm. Sometimes I think that like every time like you would think that every Drake time. wouldn't be happy because so many of his records are so mopey mm-hmm. and self-pitying. But I think self-pity makes him happy. Ah, oh, of course. I thought fucking you were going to say do you think that every time Drake smiles, an angel dies? <laughs> <laughs> that is. That's originally what I was going to say. I changed course yeah. early um, in the sentence. I met him once. He was very nice. Yeah, I've heard okay. that about Drake. Yeah. I mean, he's Canadian. What are yeah. you going to do? Oh, sure. Polite. Yeah. Nice guy. I don't like his music, but I think he's a nice guy. Okay. You know what I think he should do? Just act. Yeah. You know, he's handsome. He's on Degrassi Junior High or whatever. Sure, he's proved his chops in the world of teen soaps, which is the hardest kind of acting. Martin, you're an actor. You know that, you know, that's the big time. Listen, what? I think it's all really easy. <laughs> acting? <laughs> no. Um, <coughs> yeah, especially um, junior high school acting. Sure. There you go. Yeah, Drake, get out of the music game. Just get that beautiful face on our tubes if he hadn't been on degrassi junior high and instead he had been on the voyage of the mimi Mm -hmm. a different show that i would watch when i was homesick from school on pbs i would i would i would be a hundred percent behind him that's why i'm behind ben affleck he was on the voyage of the mimi (laughs) i think he's great just because i have all these fond memories of the episode where they got stranded they didn't have fresh water, and then the deaf woman <laughs> created a tarp. Oh, made a tarp to collect <laughs> I remember the water. that tarp. That sounds yeah. like a good episode of Black Mirror. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> um, have you guys tried listening to the his first album, Drake's first album? Yeah, I have not. No, I have only listened to. Hmm, I listened to it three times. I think a I listened got to it, it for me when I, it was when it was like uh, when Drake when it was happening. Yeah. I think I listened to it. Yeah. And I try. I listened to it three times, and I only say tried because I f- I feel like I never really connected with it, and mm-hmm. I think that's the problem that I have with it is that I, I is I, that he wasn't on Voyage of the Mimi. It's that he wasn't on Voyage of the Mimi. There was no. I didn't find any like uh, depth in the songs that I could relate to. There was no humanity in it. It was like like at least when I listened to like Lil Wayne, there's like 
he's just going crazy. He's just mm-hmm. trying to make up the craziest shit and doing as much wordplay as possible. And he's good at it. He's really good he's at great it. Great at it. Exceptionally good at it. But I haven't found what there is about Drake that connect that I can connect with. Have you gentlemen watched <clears throat> the documentary about Lil Wayne? I've yes. heard about this. It's incredible. This is a this is a thing is I should watch it. I've had it described to me at countless parties it, i should just watch the thing you should yeah. watch it is yeah. it's sincerely one of the best documentaries about or it may, maybe isn't one of the most artful documentaries sure. about uh art that i've ever seen like it's a pretty it's a it's not ineffective it's like mm-hmm. a pretty good well constructed but it's not that's not the thing that makes it so amazing no it's just watching lil wayne is unfucking real yeah it is unreal it's like you're watching some kind of insane space genius <laughs> yeah. that – yeah, it is crazy. And then Baby, <laughs> a.k.a. number one stunner, mm-hmm. comes on and – a.k.a. Birdman, you know, from the Rich Gang. Mm-hmm. And he comes on and he is literally the most bone-chillingly terrifying human being I've ever watched do anything. He has – like he doesn't just have a dead soul he has a soul that seems to sort of seep out through his face tattoos and suck the life out of other souls around him (laughs) do you think do you think dead eyes come with a face tattoo because those two things are linked right like having well Lil Wayne has a bunch of face tattoos okay yeah and Lil Lil Wayne's not very lively not dead eye yeah he does he does okay yeah they seem to be linked though I'll tell you what there's something about like, oh, geez, just there's just a scene in the movie where Baby gives Lil Wayne a Bentley. Mm-hmm. And you can tell it's instead of paying him for anything he's ever done in his entire career. <laughs> and uh, no, I think Lil Wayne's making the money at this point. You think Lil Wayne's making the money? Oh, yeah. Birdman. Birdman had you a moment. You don't think Birdman's taken home? Birdman is the founder and creator of the <laughs> most successful independent label in hip hop history. Yeah, but the. Lil Wayne is making the money. I mean, he's he's the face of it. Without him, there is no label. Birdman had a a minute in like 2002 or 2004 where like I just remember everyone that I knew was listening to like a, a song or two of his, and then his album came out. Oh well, then, I don't think. And then he's... I haven't heard of him again except in connection to Lil Wayne. Oh yeah, but I think he's. <clears throat> Stealing slash taking everyone's money on the entire <laughs> label. Like, I don't think he's making Lil Wayne money as a rapper. He's master peeing it. He, oh, and and more in a terrifying and upsetting way based on this documentary <laughs> in which Lil Wayne, knowing that people are making a documentary about him, uh, just drinks codeine cough syrup out of a giant yeah. uh, big gulp glass. <laughs> Uh, the entire time. That's great. In well, yeah, every seen it. single yeah. screen, scene. he's like clearly an alcoholic. There's, there's like rampant, sure, rampant drug abuse. It is insane. It's but whatever. Madness. Guys, he's I'm going to watch genius. this thing. I'm going to watch it. And it ta- and he doesn't even need to be sober to like get up on stage and be a genius. <laughs> and it's that's one of the like it is one of the most compelling documents of genius that I've ever seen. Like to see artistic genius. Happening before your eyes. I wonder if it's just like he's been conditioned. Like that's all he knows. Yeah. And so I think that's what it is. That's like the one thing he can do. Eating might be a problem, but 
anytime he can get up on stage or with a microphone or with a pen in his hand, he can come up with amazing lyrics for a rap song. All he's dedicated his entire life to since he was 12 years old or however old he was when he signed was is that kick flips and playing horrible guitar for a period of about three or four years there, like four or five years ago. <laughs> that was bad. But uh, yeah, I, anyway, watch that Lil Wayne documentary. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. Bye. This is All Things Considered. This is 99% Invisible. We're listening to Pop Culture Happy Hour. It's Bullseye. The podcast Song Exploder does pretty much what its name suggests. Musicians break apart songs so you can hear the pieces track by track, instrument by instrument. How they were imagined, created, and built into a composition. And all of these artistic decisions are packed into this 11 or 12 minute show. It's really fascinating to hear them explain how they fit these pieces together. The concept is simple, but brilliant. Subscribe to Song Exploder at songexploder.net. You can also find it on iTunes or wherever you download podcasts. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm I'm neither of them once more. Uh if you're one of those people that hates chewing your it's my fault. I literally started nom, this segment nom, just nom, as Martin nom. Starr was putting a Brazil nut into his mouth. Nom, nom. Isn't that always the way? I feel like every time I start a segment, somebody's putting story a Brazil nut. Story of my life. Yeah. Jeez is it? Louise. It is. That's the story. I've got an awful life. I've had a very dull Just a lot of life. chewing. A lot, a lot of chewing. A lot of healthy oils. That's true. A lot of healthy yeah. oils. Selenium. Uh-huh. Uh, healthy fats. Guess what, gang? Two... Live Jordan Jesse goes coming up. What? This is a rare opportunity for those of you on the West Coast. Yeah, uh, we don't do this willy nilly. We're no. not always. We're not on the out on the road working the road like a. We're not grinding. We're not grinding. This we're, isn't destiny. We're not Merle Haggard. We're not looking for loot caves. <laughs> we're not you're not. Out there Martin, did you find any loot. loot caves while you're playing Destiny? In real life, I find them all the time. Oh wow. You want to let me know where they are? They're called alleys, and <laughs> in these alleys there are things <laughs> called dumpsters, and when you open them oh. up, you get crazy things. It sounds like great loot. In these alleys, there's something called a heroin dealer. <laughs> He's got all the loot you need. Um, in Shadows of Mordor? Yeah. Middle you, Earth, Shadows of Mordor. How fast do the things happen? Uh, what do you... When I get flustered... I think so, yeah. It's a, okay. There's a lot of, like, fast fighting. Okay. A lot of combo-based action. Oh, okay. No, I'm out. Yeah. I like, Diablo. I like going around and doing stuff. Oh, yeah. If you want to grind, you should play, play Diablo. I don't really want to grind. I want to Come on. have strategy. Grind. I like strategy more than grinding. I don't like yeah. anything where you have to do the same thing over and over. I hate that. But you like Skyrim? Isn't that all Skyrim is? Mm, it, you can do that in Skyrim. I learned later. Sure. I just played the the adventures. Gotcha. And then you okay. would just go from place to place playing adventures. Okay. And you would get more powerful by playing adventures. Oh, uh, okay. You know, shooting. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I can kill a bully mammoth now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Shadow of Mordor is great. But yeah, I think, uh, uh, yeah, very, very fast, stressful battles. Okay. No, I can't, I can't, I can't deal with that. Uh, guess what I can deal with, Jordan? Hmm. Live Jordan Jesse Go shows. Me too. January 6th at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater, MaximumFun.org presents. We're hoping to make this a regular UCB show. That would be fun. Maximum Fun presents 
Uh, I think it's going to be really cool uh, if people want to come to this. Probably come. Jordan Jesse Make go. Make it a regular thing. Jordan Jesse go along with Travis McElroy's new mm-hmm. podcast with Andy Bolt, Bunker Buddies, which is a delightful program. Uh, it's it's going to be a quick quick show. Sure. Going to be a blast. We got Emily Gordon from uh, the Indoor Kids coming along. Mm-hmm. She's delightful. Doesn't get any more delightful than Emily Gordon. It basically, well, I think it's going to be a great show. Martin Starr's Martin right up Starr. There. Emily Delta Gore- Burke. Emily Gordon's better. Delta Burke trumps everyone. Yeah. Right. Burke's the best. Well, I mean, the thing is. Old free blowjob Burke. <laughs> oh, man. Her kids are, are really hating you guys. Yeah. Jordan. <laughs> Sorry, she's, Jiminy Burke. She's probably pumping her fist. <laughs> son's name is Jiminy. Jiminy. Is that real? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> son named Jiminy Burke. <laughs> 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 Tickets for that show are on sale. It's us, uh, Emily Gordon, Bunker Buddies, Jiminy Burke, mm-hmm. and the ghost of the African American gentleman from Disney. <laughs> Women. He died. Um, uh, the tickets for that are on sale at the uh, Upright Citizens Brigade Theater website, or you can find the link at MaximumFun.org. Just look in the right-hand column under Live Shows. And we're coming to SF Sketchfest. Yes! SF Sketchfest! SF Sketchfest, alongside my brother, my brother, and me. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you the truth? Yeah. This yeah. is just this is just straight talk. Sure. Martin, do you, do you mind being included in this truth. fucking truth bomb? Yeah, bring it. We did a show with my brother, my brother, and me here in Los Angeles mm-hmm. a few months ago. Sure. It was a delight. Blast. It's always great to hang out with some of our favorite dudes mm-hmm. who also host one of our favorite podcasts. That said, in future, I would like more Jordan Jesse Go fans <laughs> to yeah. come to our show. It's you should you sh- can and should also like my brother, my brother and me. Yeah. Uh, I just want less blank, confused stares when we walk on stage. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have some enthusiasm. I mean, I think just the problem is the JJ Go fans, they're so notoriously chill. Yeah. They don't get those tickets till day of. They're probably- Day before. They're out there chillaxing, while the Mabim Bam fans, they're Are quick on the constantly trigger. refreshing. Yeah. Looking for the link to go up. Yeah. We'll make Pokemon jokes, too. Look, we're perfectly capable. I can do anything- Justin McElroy can do. Mm-hmm. Jordan can handle Travis and Griffin. There you go. So you got you got all you can make all the Pokemon jokes mm-hmm. and all the like board game jokes or whatever it is that Travis jokes about. Sure. I'll I'll be uh, I, I will, let me be clear. Let me be clear. I don't know anything about either of those things. I will be making jokes about jokes I've heard about those. Great. Yeah. Exactly. Um, no, we we are we're delighted for anyone who comes to our show, but we do want to see some Jordan Jesse Go fans Get out, out there. there. You can buy those tickets online. Just follow the link at maximumfun.org, or you can go to sfsketchfest.com. Uh, that is going to be an absolute fucking delight. Um, an I'm really looking forward to delight? it. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're going to be fucking before, after, and to some extent during the show. <laughs> Martin, are you right. guys doing Sketchfest stuff? I'll be there. What days uh, will no, you be I've, there? No, okay. No. <laughs> I we can't now. I think they had initially scheduled us to do a panel, and I I couldn't make it. But I think everybody else is coming up, and then uh, our schedule changed, and so uh. we had to, we have to shoot on Saturday, I believe, which is when. It cuts us out of that. That's more money to spend on Jordan Jesse Go tickets, I guess. There you go. No, you don't understand. Uh, We get paid the same amount. Oh. Okay. Well. So what would you have paid for your Jordan Jesse Go tickets if you were coming up? 
Well, I would have been like, I would have emailed you and been like, hey. Get me on the list. Uh, Jesse. I'm going to um, get to put 10 people. Get me in that coked out green room. I got, that famous. I got a couple friends coming to San Francisco with me. And I don't know. I mean, like, if there's, you know. What, who would the friends have been? Kumail Peter Nanjiani, Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. Are you friends with Peter Dinklage? <laughs> yeah, Peter. Everyone on HBO is friends. <laughs> <laughs> we all know each other. You, Dinklage, Justin Thoreau, a sm- Lena Dunham. A small dragon is coming. <laughs> um, hey, I have a real question. Sure. Yeah. Um, in designing women, mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. they design cyborg female-looking women? Mm-hmm. Fem- fem- I think that's what it's about. It's like, yeah, it's about Fiborgs? a futuristic real doll company. It's like an episode of Black Mirror in that I way. I can confirm. Oh. But it's a whole show for seasons. Yeah. Martin, I host a show yeah, about a uh, podcast about designing women called Jordan Jesse Go. Mm-hmm. Jordan Jesse Podcast. And um, <laughs> and I can confirm. Do you know what would what it would be called if? Uh, Chris Hardwick hosted an after show to Designing Women. What's that? Discussing Women. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, man. what what it, uh, You know what it would be called if uh, instead of Chris Hardwick hosting the show, uh, <coughs> it was two ladies and they had like um, festering sores? <laughs> you mean herpes. <laughs> Disgusting women. Disgusting women, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is fun. Uh, but yes, Designing Women is about a futuristic real doll factory and the uh, dolls eventually rise up oh, to Jordan. kill the humans Wait, who Jordan. fuck them. Jordan. Yes, Jesse. What if instead of coming on after Designing mm-hmm. Women, uh, it came on after uh, some architects gave a talk? Guess what it would be called? Designing Women? <laughs> no, Designing Buildings. Oh. Designing that'd be, Buildings. That'd be great. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. I like this building that we're in now. This is a nice building. Thank you. That's Thank a good you very feel much, time. Martin. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you, oh, that's did you been build it? Designing buildings <laughs> with Martin Starr. You just say you like a building, and then Jesse that's the end of the Thorne. show. Um, okay. If you're in San Francisco or Los Angeles, come to our show. I should also mention this SF Sketch Fest show will certainly have special. <laughs> special. Oh, God, I have a Brazil nut piece of a Brazil nut on my uvula. I'll finish. I'll finish your. <laughs> I'll finish your thought. This SF Sketchfest show will almost oh. certainly have special punishments. Oh my yeah. god! A lot of special punishments. So come and uh, get punished. Get your balls I said stomped some on. Some kind of poison Brazil nut. Yeah. I couldn't talk. I had a fleck of Brazil nut on my uvula. That sounds hot. This is that's the kind of punishment we're yeah. looking for. Yeah, hot well, nut punishments. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. <laughs> It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm uh, Jesse Morris. No, no. Wait, what? what? Sorry, I'm Jordan Thorne. There no. you go. Come on. You're I'm Martin's... Kumail Nanjiani. You there know you go. What's the cruelest thing? I like all these names. <laughs> Martin Starr isn't even his real name. It's a stage name. Oh, Star is short no. for Starkey. Hmm. Right, Martin Starkey. That's <laughs> my real name. Why did you have to tell everyone? Sorry. You team up with Jiminy Burke. Uh, yeah, me and Jim. <laughs> Martin the Starkey and Jiminy, Jiminy Starkey show. <laughs> Designing That's buildings. Designing buildings. <laughs> Jiminy Starkey. We'll do a podcast soon. I'm sure he'll reach out to me as soon as he gets hmm. wind of this. You said something when we were off microphone. You just offhandedly mentioned. Uh, I went to an S&M club. That you went to an S&M club in San Francisco shortly after uh, shooting some scenes in AT&T Park. I think it was the night before we were going to shoot, and we all 
got up there a day early. And... The Silicon Valley gang. Yeah. Okay. Um, so this is you. It's me. Uh, David Hewlett. <laughs> no. John Packard. <clears throat> it was me, Thomas, Zach. The gotta get a Dell guy. Um, I think TJ was not there. And Kumail was having um, bowel issues. So he was at the hotel. So it was me, Thomas, Zach, um, and Jonathan, our like tech guy, and a friend of his who had introduced us to this adventure. And who else was there? I think there were other. Oh, and uh, um, yeah, a couple other people that worked on the show. <coughs> and um, I think there was like a group of like eight or, or nine of us. But f- for the most part, um, Thomas and I were talking about how weird the whole experience was. And we were just watching people. Like a woman just like walked up behind – there was like a bit of a, like a gated off area like – velvet ropes and on the other side if you were part of this club i guess um or i don't know if she paid to like do this or if it was just like this is just how it works you come here regularly but she like got tied up very slowly like the whole process like you're just watching this this guy like meticulously wrap her and she got completely naked i think she had um covers i think she had like nipple tassels or something um and uh, bikini bottoms and then she got tied up and lifted up um, on the rafter so then she's just like hanging and uh, and then he like flips her upside down and so now she's hanging upside down and she starts scrubbing his boots and he's like he's in like a military garb like and then he's got like these black boots this which, is a very specific fantasy it was really interesting it was, yeah it was, it was just crazy like sit in a club drinking a beer watching this happen <laughs> what kind of beers were available <laughs> i don't know some nice uh, micro brews stella artois okay um, just like anything some, crafty yeah i don't think i went crafty. i hate s&m clubs that do not have craft beers <laughs> i know so. man i'm not I actually, gonna drink a domestic i brew my own i brew my own at home i don't know if you guys know do this you? but i love i love craft brewing craft beer science brewing gear yeah exactly and just guys, movies, <laughs> yeah, gaming. You there are it. no women in here. Yeah, and that's how we like it. That's how we like it. Oh, just cool it's dudes a cool space talking for about guys. the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm maybe be on the wrong show. <laughs> no, no, here you are. You're on the right show, dude. You got a dick, right? You're on the right show. Were other people boned out? Were there people when stroking you say it? Boned out. No one was stroking. Yeah, I think it, it was. This was just like a show. Yeah, it was like. It wasn't sexual in context. It was, uh, I don't know, it was, it was, I mean, it was clearly like a sexual fantasy, but it wasn't like, no one was getting off. It was just like the the, hmm. the experience is what they were there for. It seems like a hassle if you're not getting off. No, I don't, I don't think that's the But I guess you don't, you don't jerk it in a strip club. I think this is just a type of strip club for someone who's got a different deal. I do think it's a bit of foreplay, yeah. I yeah. usually jerk it in most entertainment situations. <laughs> <laughs> you and Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. I mean, like, um, I'm thinking about going to the Chinese New Year show next month. Mm. And uh, I'm thinking about jerking it. I wouldn't jerk it, Jesse. You're already thinking about it? You're not going to wait to be inspired by what happens there? Well, I, the odds that I'll be inspired, given that the arts come together for heaven and earth? Sure. 
Um, Gung hey, fat choy. That's what I say. High. Yeah, it's pretty high. But if I go to the Shun Yun, like it's called, I'm gonna end up jerking it. Then something crazier happened at this place. Okay. Well, the at the end of that story is that she like. Was there music playing? Yeah, there's music. It's like a normal club, and and people are talking. But it's, it's like not, top forty. Like it's, not cra- it's not crazy loud. No, it's like you know. I I, I think it was like shake it off. That song that. is everywhere. You can't get away <laughs> was, from it. Were some, like, you can't get away from it. That that was surprising that there were like weird popular tunes. But whatever. It's just like a normal club. Sure. It seems and like then, it would be all Bauhaus or something. You know. I don't know what that is. Uh, it's like a goth band. I th- I feel like there was goth music. I I remember. Classic rock playing, <laughs> like Sweet Home Alabama. Skittered, no, yeah. no, like Zeppelin or something. Gotcha. Okay, that's yeah, sure. I could. You know what? I I could see getting 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 spanked to Zeppelin. Yeah, something a little. Uh, Not a, today. You won't. A little dungeon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. It's got a dungeony vibe. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Something with some castles in it. Uh, but she like took. She had a toothbrush and Bilbo's she cleaned involved. his boots and then tied pristinely tied his laces before she was turned back upside, right side up. And then untied and sat down. And that was the whole thing that happened, was she got tied up, flipped upside down. God, that is specific. And and then she cleaned his boots, sure. flipped back up, untied. But while we were watching this, this girl came up to me and Thomas and Zach. And she had said that she met me at some point. I forget where. And then she proceeded to— Oh, uh, on the television show Freaks and Peaks. <laughs> Incorrect. Sunday school. No, she thought she. I mean, she uh, had seen Freaks and Geeks, but she said that we met somewhere, and I don't. Oh, on an airplane, um, <coughs> and that she thought I gave her the eye. Hmm. The like, I want like to do hey, sex hey, with hey, you. Hey, eye, yeah, or yeah, like yeah. the stink eye. The, no, like the good eye. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> we should explain. The Martin ro- has one eye. good yeah, eye yeah, yeah. and one wonky I eye. gave her, yeah. I mean, I I really have to pull it together when I'm working so that they look normal together. Right. Sure. But usually I do have the one that just kind of drifts It's a off. glass eye. I mean, it is yeah. not even – he lost his eye in an episode. Actually, when he was – before Freaks and Geeks, a lot of people don't know this. Martin was mm-hmm. actually on a show called The Voyage of the Mimi. Mm. And during I don't know, the I don't know if a rogue it. tarp yeah. blew away. <laughs> he got in a fight with that old guy with the beard who was mm. leading the yeah. whaling ship. Wait, whale observing ship. And it, he had a tiny harpoon, and it went just in my <laughs> eye. You got it. And it and pulled it. He pulled it back. Sure. And now, whenever you see a hot chick on an airplane, you pop that little glass motherfucker out and give it to her. Yeah, I'm giving you the eye. Um, the funny thing is, at the same right after I did Freaks and Geeks, I did this short film called Eyeball Eddie about a kid with a glass eye. Oh, um, so all of that's true for that backstory. Sure, um, but uh, <coughs> um, she said that we had met on an airplane. I gave her the good eye. Was she in fetish stuff? No, she was just there. I think with this with the same like engineer overalls. Going, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was just she was there for the same experience. I think we were. She has the train core style of dress, right? <laughs> <laughs> train core. Yeah, I'm over norm core. I'm all about train core now. <laughs> everything, all hickory stripe, everything. Yeah, yeah a little neckerchief. <laughs> I don't know. Pocket watch. Everybody dresses like Buddy Lee. <laughs> okay. Uh, so. Anyway. Uh, what? It's just like, you know, what if it, it's like a Goofies dressed like train guys. It's like a hipster that dresses like a, a train engineer at the uh, miniature trains at the, oh, at man. the <laughs> Travel <Griffith> Town. <laughs> yeah, Travel Town. Uh, well, she did not dress like that. Mm-hmm. She dressed like a normal person. 
She then told us that she was thinking about going up and getting spanked. Um, but I think it was just to get attention from us. Mm-hmm. And, and and then we were like, I mean, have you ever done anything like this before? And she was like, no, I was just thinking. And I think it was really just to get, you know, severe amount of attention from us. And then she was like, I would definitely do it if one of you guys were spanking me. And then she kind of painted herself into a corner. Oh, yeah. Also, this woman was married. Mm. And we were like, what? Was her hu- would- was hubby around? Husband was not <laughs> in town. And my first question was, "Is so you just came here on a whim and you're going to go up and get naked in front of everybody? She'd probably at least spanked? send a text. Is Are you going to tell your husband? And she was like, uh, no. Like, it was very <laughs> obvious that, like, this was just going to be her... Secret night. I think she was just hoping anything crazy would happen. She was hoping for a story. Do you think it's possible that she mm. had been on the airplane from Los Angeles to San Francisco with you earlier that day and had been following you ever since? <laughs> um, no, it was not from that day. It was from a long time ago. So she said. Yes. Um, <coughs> and who you know, knows? Maybe I, I, this maybe I did give her guy. the old good eye. So did you? So she did not end up getting a public. No, but Spunking. one of the guys that owns the place or worked there, managed it maybe, came over and started talking to her. She painted herself into a corner. Yeah, yeah. He started talking to her about like the logistics of it. And and it was interesting to hear him talk to her because he was all about the purity of the act and the experience itself. So he wasn't like just trying to get her up and uh, abuse this kind of power that he had, which was that people have this desire to act out sexually or, or romanticize this, you know. Um, semi-savage experience and uh, he talked to her about it at great length and talked her out of it basically <laughs> um, although it, it didn't take much she wasn't she was looking for an out at that point <laughs> yeah. but he was like are, are you married and he was like I don't think you should do this with someone that you haven't been with before and that I don't think you should be in a relationship outside of this room like you should know the person that's going to perform this with you and it was just it was, it made it it made the whole thing awesome to be in that club because it wasn't just like it wasn't just bullshit, you know. These, like there wasn't there there yeah. was a moral code. There is a lot a, of like jargon that goes along with that stuff, and yeah, and I think that that will scare away the fair weather spanky. I don't. I don't think it was the jargon. I. Th- I mean, the point I was trying to make was that oh, sure. he had a. There was a, you know. Yeah, because I could see how this could be something that someone just some pervert. has a couple drinks and is he was like, like a, yeah, yeah. He was like a, he was a man. He was, <laughs> he was like a good, a gentleman, he was a good guy, a gentleman, a gentleman spanker. Yeah, <clears throat> and he wasn't necessarily saying that he was going to do it. He was just talking to her about it because first you have to approach somebody, I guess, that runs the place before you just get up on stage and do that stuff. Sure, I, I mean, as someone who had his taint washed at Burning Man this year, mm-hmm. you did. I did. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I believe you had your taint blasted. Taint blasted you with a, a water blast? blast. I had a taint blast with a water blaster from did a you man. Bend, who, did you bend over and get your butthole washed? I bent and spread, yes. So you bent and as spread? to give the blaster so, access to my taint. Oh, but this what, has been discussed what, on a previous episode. I will field out, questions. You, what you're leaving out is that you were penetrated by water in your butthole cavity. Yeah. Well, I mean, water got. He was pretty accurate with that. Why would he only wash the taint? When all because he was a taint washer is around the the sphincter hole. Uh, well, he wasn't a sphincter washer. Yeah, he's a taint washer. That's a whole different guy. And it wasn't a cleanliness thing. It was a. How many beads did you have to trade him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all of my beads. 
<laughs> Give me all your beads. Two feathers and a gold bead. What I was, will say that what I... What was nice is he washed your beads for you. That's the, yeah, it's nice. <laughs> they were in my... <laughs> they were in my rectum. That was good. Um, I was doing that as a goof, you know, mm-hmm. for the story. Sure. Uh-huh. Do it for the vine, they say. Man. I'm always doing it for the vine. Jesus as Christ. Usual. If you if you want to work in entertainment or just believe in the power of entertainment, don't read the New Yorker profile about professional Vine people. Oh, God, yeah. Because it'll just make you want to shoot yourself in the face. Why? Yeah, okay, continue. Wait, is that a thing? Yes. Yeah. Oh, God, it's so horrible. Vine is a thing? <laughs> oh, yeah. Vine is still a thing? Yeah, and like... kids make money yelling at it. Wait, really? Yeah. They and put on falling over. They've put on wigs. Sometimes they have wigs and sometimes they is, dance to Taylor Swift Is this songs. the Vine app that's paying these people to do this so that they have they more publicity? They make sponsored Vines. Yeah, sneaker companies mostly. Brands sponsor them it's like to mostly, make Vines. It's like mostly like Jordans, like expensive Jordans, right? <sighs> anyway. Is that real? It's totally real. And wow. it's the worst. It's the fucking worst. I, I, there, I knew a guy who tried to convince me once that his Vine shorts were funny. <laughs> and I... I had to profusely uh, tell him no, no, they no, it's just not funny. He he, like he was so adamant about having like cracked the code on Vine that he was like a brilliant Vine, and it was like interesting. Nah, dude, it was interesting, but like in ten seconds, I don't even want to watch somebody somebody's vines whose vines are funny. I don't even want to watch Matt yeah. Bronger's here's vines. One, here's one vine. There's one vine I, I can have point to. ADD as it is, I will describe the one funny vine. Okay. <laughs> this yeah. cat. The death this guy's <laughs> filming this cat. It's pretty good so far. It's a fluffy cat. Yeah, it's got a. It's like a purebred fluffy cat. It's got a scrunchy a face. Purebred fluffy cat. <laughs> You're a. You must be a breeder. Yeah, I am a breeder. Yeah, these are technical terms. These, <laughs> this is its Latin name. What kind of cat do you have? Uh, uh, a fluffy. A fluffy. Uh, Martin, you can trust us. This is a designing women podcast. <laughs> oh right. Apologies. And the the person holding the camera asks the cat, "Do you want a treat?" And then the cat opens its mouth. The meow has been replaced. So what happens is a guy says, the person holding the camera says, do you want a treat? And then the cat goes, yas. <laughs> it's really funny. But it's just a short video. Yes. How, don't, do, you, he how doesn't do they cut. do that? Uh, <laughs> you know, with THX. Gotcha. Lucasfilm. Gotcha. They do it up at Dolby. Skywalker Ranch. Dolby Digital. The audience is listening sure. to a cat say yas. Wait, but I thought the thing about Vine <laughs> was that yes. you just like hold it, because that's just one clip, right? Yeah. That's the it whole clip. It often has a jump cut, a humorous yeah. jump cut. The yeah. jump cuts Instead are what of a joke. make a Vine a Vine. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're just looking at a video. So that's not even a Vine. Otherwise, you're just watching a cool video about fourth meal. <laughs> the cat says yas three times. So these are three different. There's Do you guys want to watch it? Vines. <laughs> See, I mean, it's now, one vine. Now we I have do. to take some calls. If you hear a cat <laughs> that says "yas," <laughs> or yas. something else, moment <laughs> happens to you. We have you call us at two zero six nine eight four four fun for our segment "Momentous Occasions." Brian, let's hear our first call. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, Go, and probable guest. Uh, this is Ernesto from Los That's Angeles, me. and I have a momentous <laughs> occasion. I was uh, riding my bike up to work through Santa Monica down Main Street, uh, and I looked to my right, and there is two little old people 
walking hand in hand, and that's not momentous, but the woman, this little elderly old woman, had on her head a birdcage sitting on her head. She wasn't holding it. She wasn't even making sure it was not wobbling. She was just sitting there on her head, and there was a big white bird in the birdcage. I don't know what this was about. I really wanted to stop and take a picture of her, but I thought that might be a little creepy. Um, I guess that's how she takes her bird for walks. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. L.A., what can you say? You said it. Holly weird. Probably a cockatoo. Probably a cockatoo. Cockatiel? Could I be think a it was cockatiel. a cockatoo or a cockatiel. Is the first one a cockatiel and the second one you get is a cockatoo? <laughs> there's a cocka one and then there's a cockatoo. Let's call the whole thing off. off. We just made the perfect <laughs> vine. <laughs> uh, Only the bird could say yas. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the thing, the guys who made that yas video, mm-hmm. the talent that he has is not necessarily a comedy talent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a talent in, I guess, cat training. Sure. Because he... He taught a cat to say yas. <laughs> yeah. Yas. Yeah. I mean, so, the video is just documenting it. Like, I mean, you've heard the expression. It's like David it's, Blaine isn't great at making TV specials. He's great at magic. You've heard the expression, it's like herding cats. Yeah. Well, I mean, imagine trying to teach a cat to say yas. <laughs> <laughs> <to say yes. laughs> <laughs> just, I mean, but then you're pipe and smoke Martin Star. He probably I didn't bring my pipe, but I I will remember it next time. <laughs> we got another call. He was probably Brian. teaching that cat before Vine was even invented, and he's like, "What's the best way to showcase this cat? <laughs> I can say yas." <laughs> he's like, "If only he's like these YouTube videos, they're too long. He only knows one word. It's a miracle, but but a miracle of short duration." <laughs> Did he make three videos, or are they all one video where he does? So it there's three times? one video where the cat says "yas" three times, but on YouTube they looped it so you could watch it for five minutes straight. What? And it's really fun to watch. I'm gonna look it up. Look it up. Let's all let's all look it up. Can I can I tell you what I think of this video? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whether please. I'm gonna watch it for five minutes straight on YouTube? No. <laughs> no. Let's take our next call. Guys, stop watching the Yoss video. We'll listen. Podcast. Jordan, Jesse, go. Momentification number two, because this is Van, formerly from Alabama, currently Aspen, Colorado. There he is. Standing ovation. Hi, Van. I do. I blame my very thick, syrupy accent. But my name is actually Ben, as in Benjamin, not Van, is in the vehicle. Uh, if you guys are disappointed in that and want to hate me, that'd Van be fine. is not the first syllable uh, in Benjamin. Yeah, just listen to uh, the episode today with Mark Marin and uh, heard you guys talk about me again, which tickled me to death. But uh, yeah, Aspen Life, pretty cool. Uh, definitely a lot more snow than I'm used to. Uh, snowboarding is on the podcast. A little difficult to get used to. <laughs> My ass has been bruised up a couple times, but uh, it's all good. Uh, working as a lifty, no no weed business for me. I'm working for uh, Aspen Skiing Company, and uh, if any listeners or yourselves happen to uh, 
see a guy from Alabama on his name tag named Ben. It's in Benjamin, not the vehicle. Uh, say hey. What? Uh, love to talk to you. But uh, yeah, other than that, Ben. Who pretty drives simple, a Ben? Easy job. Listen yeah. to Jordan just to go and never not funny. And a Mercedes Ben. Judge Sean Hodgman a lot, so just to pass the time. It's a very boring job, but. Uh, just as last time, y'all be good. Love y'all. Roll Tide. We roll Tide. Don't roll knock tide. Love you. Love too. We don't need right. roll tide. You may Bye. have tried to defy us by claiming that your name was Benjamin like the vehicle. It's Van. Like the man. Yeah. Exactly. Van the man. Van the man. It's Van. Van from Aspen, from Alabama. Martin, for, for, for your for your uh, for your uh, comprehension, this was a cool guy who called a couple weeks ago. Who's okay. got a cool stony southern accent? Who's there moving is. to Aspen? And he just seems really chill. He's just gonna chill the fuck. He's out got in a chill Aspen, vibe. Man. He did He's say his whole name Aspen was Skiing Company. Was not like the vehicle. His full name was Vanjerman. <laughs> <laughs> it's short for <No>. Vangina. <laughs> Vangerman, Vangerman is like his avocation. That's like his passion. Get up in those vangers. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. That guy is a van hound. Man. That's why they call him Van the Man. <laughs> oh. Uh, hey, Van, how about this? From me to you, hit up some of those dope-ass art galleries in yeah. Aspen, man. Hey, Van, that's where we get the expression, two in the pink. One in the van. <laughs> yeah. Um, van the man. That's not a saying. And vans. <laughs> no, one, no one goes in the van. <laughs> the van is the place you're specifically told as a child to stay away from. Yeah. Because it's Ooh. too chill in there. I got two children. You know how I had them? Guys. Got up in that van. <laughs> Guys, cat says yes. Okay. One tree. Yes. <laughs> you want one. Yes. You want one. Yes. Pretty funny, right? Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, who sponsored that? Yes. Fruity Loops. Yeah. <laughs> the cats were Jordans. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be cute if they made some little Jordans for a cat. Like some exclusive Jays. Mm-hmm. We'll be back in that. just a second on Jordan Jessica. Bye forever. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm the other guy. <laughs> Can I say something right now? Please. Yeah. I know a lot of industry heavy hitters listen to Jordan, Jesse Go. Well, that's why Jordan and I are so successful in mm-hmm. the industry. Oh, right. We've had a lot of opportunities come our way, thanks to Jordan, Jesse Go. Mm-hmm. Guy that used to work on Archer mm-hmm. emailed us. He's really nice. No others. That's the only one I can think of right now. But yeah. I mean, that's There's probably solid. Been, there's probably been others. And that guy used yeah. to work on Archer. That's just the greatest. Mm-hmm. So if you're out there and you're a show business insider or you're friends with a show business insider or you're fucking a show business insider. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you or, are. Or you're kissing cousins with a show business insider. <laughs> I say you should vote for Silicon Valley for all the awards. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, yay. When? Oh, awards. I think there's only, uh, what is it? I don't know. I don't know who votes for those, uh, for the uh, Golden Globes. 
Must be gold, the like, Golden Globe. The, if you're like a five member Dutch of the guys. Hollywood Foreign <laughs> Press Association, we're talking to uh, you, yeah. Bjorn. If that you're is, Ricky Gervais, <laughs> so please. only foreigners can vote. Yeah, only foreigners vote on the Golden Globes. Hmm. Well, the Golden got, Globes are a real farce. Some guy named Torsten. Yeah, <laughs> Torsten. If you're if you're out, out there, there, Torsten Horgmo. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for nominating. Yes. yes. I enjoy Silicon yes. Valley, the American farce. I also enjoy the capering of Johnny Depp. To and us, he is still famous. If you haven't yet seen Silicon Valley, you should uh, watch it on your HBO On Demand or whatever. Cause HBO it is, Go. HBO Go. There you go. It is fucking delightful. It is a delightful program. Hilarious. Also has a lot of emotions and feelings mm-hmm. in it. Uh, a lot of compelling co- performances. Martin's not the only Pastor and Jesse Go guest on, uh, on the show. Kumail Nanjiani's also on the show. He's wonderful. And we're a part of the best dick joke in history. Mm-hmm. It's true. In my opinion. It's, uh, yeah. It's not, maybe not, listen, I haven't accounted for all dick jokes. But it's a pretty solid. There were some, anxi- there were some there. dick jokes in mm-hmm. ancient Mesopotamia that I think you're not yeah. accounting for. I bet there were. <laughs> Gilgamesh's dick was so big. Um, Yeah, so watch that shit. It's great. Yeah. So watch that shit. It's great. It's great. It's a great show. Um, Martin. I feel like that was your um, your, uh, gangster voice. Your, your, your. um, Watch that shit, son. Man. Mm -hmm. That was like your rap rap voice. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, you're Drake. Yeah. Do you love the Toronto Raptors now? To be fair, unlike Drake, I am actually from the inner city. (laughs) My man. I do have a little urban credibility. Yeah. Got a Toronto Raptors booster. He is like a upper class. Wasn't he like a, a nice middle guy. upper class? Kid yeah, he's probably him? a nice guy. Was, uh, my friend he is Martin, a nice guy. My friend Martin told me he's a nice guy. I have no he's reason a nice to guy. disbelieve. He's very handsome, very charismatic. He's doing well. He's a passable singer and a passable rapper. He's <laughs> <laughs> a real B minus rapper, a real B minus singer. So God bless him. I'd go in the C's, but yeah, sure. We did a thing on him at. At midnight and called him a living cushion soaked in buttermilk. <laughs> oh, man. That seems aggressive. Yeah. I mean, people, somebody likes him. People seem to like him. He's yeah. doing well. So what does it matter? I am yeah. I just don't get it. <clears throat> well, you know. But there's a lot of stuff I don't get. God, Teen, God bless him. Teen girls like some weird stuff. I wish him all the best. You know what I like? <laughs> that Shake It Off song. Shake it's a fun it song. <laughs> it's a fun song. Shake it off. It's you undeniable. Know, Drake produced that. Really? Well, maybe he should stick to his true calling. No, I don't think he did. Yeah. But maybe he did. I think Taylor Swift does it all herself. Our yeah. producer is Brian Fernandez. Our theme music, Love You by the Free Design, courtesy of the Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. Uh, you can join us on the internet. How about MaximumFun.reddit.com? How about Forum.MaximumFun.org? How about hashtag and a tweet, JJ Go? Fun tweets this week. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. Uh, how about... Oh, did you enjoy all those tweets that people uh, tweeted with the hashtag Marin Walks? Yeah, I did. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. So thanks for that. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, above all else, get your plane tickets now. We got shows in L.A. and San Francisco. Yeah. Get your asses out there. I want to see people at both. I'm, I'll shake your hand. Mm-hmm. I'm not above shaking shaking your hand. And Jordan will shake your dick. I'll shake your dick or pussy. I don't want your hand whoa, to be whoa, whoa. gangrenous. No, no, no. I'll shake a pussy. Really? You gotta shake that. Puss. You gotta shake that puss. <laughs> yes. <Is> this... <laughs> yes. Jordan, you gotta shake that puss. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. Love you.
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.